0: with Nerds the New Bully I'm your host Lee Leroy with my co-host this is Eli yep and we are finally back and we are back to normal routine we are done with the box office may that was just draining us we had to go all the you know every every other weekend to go see a new movie and review it so we can give our thoughts and try to beat every other podcast and review site out there before they got a chance to do it and yeah and when we come back to the comic books uh, Eli it turns out like we're way behind <laughs> yeah <laughs> like so much bullshit is to happen like for instance uh Justice league no surrender has been going out i completely missed that entire thing sorry <laughs> so if you want to hear our thoughts on it uh, we have no thoughts on it i reviewed review it on a trade like down the road or something like that uh eli something else has been uh dividing my attention on in the month of may or not even month of may May the june also and you know what that is hockey no, but you're close. Uh, NBA Finals. <laughs> Even though okay. I'm a fan of, ho- of hockey also. I gotta, <laughs> gotta talk about the NBA Finals for a second because it's it's weird because we're getting the probably the greatest offensive team of all time with Golden State against the worst team of all time with Cleveland Cavaliers, so... It's weird. It's like it's emotional because the, the worst team had a chance to win, but one of their own teammates screwed it up for them. The coach didn't know what the hell he was doing. The referees are cheating. It's like you already had the best team in the world. Why are you cheating for these guys? You know, I don't know. It's 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 draining to me. I don't know. Yeah, so.
1: I'm so I'm so not into basketball.
0: Okay. And, yeah, and I, I, I want to get into hockey too, but ever since, you know, uh Wayne Gretzky and Marlon Lemieux retired, I was like, eh. i don't know anybody (laughs) i know it was like 20 years ago but still you know uh let me say can we can we move on to the to the media podcast yeah all right let's get to it like i said we got a lot to unpack this this episode so we're going to talk about the box office numbers you know we always talk about on the comic book bullies right at the beginning and number one this week is eli give it to me
1: solo solo
0: which was Solo, <laughs> but it was still barely managed to squeak out being again, number one. But here's the issue. Now, I had these numbers wrong. I thought Solo, like I said, we saw Solo last week, and I thought it was going to have some legs. I thought it was going to be able to have a minimal drop-off because there's nothing out coming out this week. So it's nothing like really hurt it like, like it did with Deadpool the week before something it was going to do okay but now we're looking at a 65 percent drop off in the second week which is which is huge actually which is kind of pretty big so uh eli we gotta call it what it is we gotta we gotta stop dancing around this we gotta stop sugarcoating this stop tiptoeing around this issue solo is not a disappointment it is not you know below expectations it's a flop
1: it's a bomb. First one, first the, one, first Star Wars flop in forty years.
0: Yes, the first <laughs> Star Wars flop. We we've never seen it before because not only is it the first flop, it's also the most expensive Star Wars movie they've made yet. Now I yeah. need you, I need all you listeners to understand when we say flop, we are not beating up on the movie. We are just calling it what it is. We are calling a duck a duck. That's all we're doing because when we say flop and I know people like to throw that flop word around when it doesn't be deserved like they like to call suicide squad a flop when it's one of the most profitable movies of 2017 that's not a flop bvs was not a flop justice league eh, maybe justice league may have broke even so it's kind of hard to say whether it's a flop or not but here's the thing solo isn't even doing justice league numbers it's not going to make its money back it hasn't even like this in the budget somewhere around like 300 some 300 million something like that yeah. Yeah, ha- hasn't even done that and struck, that's just production
1: yeah, it's struggling yeah it's struggling to do to break even
0: on. It. right to break even and that's just the that's just the production budget we're not talking marketing budget you go to the grocery store you go to the gas station you see those solo cups those red cups you see the rappers drinking with the lean in and shit like that yeah they got han solo's face on it so of course that costs some money right there so Yes, financially wise, Disney is losing money on this. Now you can complain about it's, it's Disney. It's not like this is gonna hurt them. It's not. It's a drop in the bucket. It's like, okay. Yes, this is not gonna hurt them. They're still gonna be very profitable. We got an Incredibles two coming out two weeks from now, and they just had Infinity War, which is on its way to do two billion. You know. But at the same time, this does cause some alarm for the Star Wars franchise. That's the thing. And, and, and like, we're not gonna beat up on Star Wars. We're, we're not gonna beat up on Star Wars. This is not the time, place to do it. We got a lot of shit to do but this is alarming for them and i think they do need to step back and see what direction to take see what direction you need to go because the direction they're going right now doesn't seem to be working you know
1: yeah it's the first uh well there's so many there's so many factors with what with this movie just this movie in itself Um, but yeah you have a divided fan base right now especially the after the last movie and then you bring this troubled movie that no one really asked for out not even six months after that um yeah it's it's yeah as a star wars fan i you know and i like the movie but 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 yeah i'm like what the hell what did you expect you know even i was skeptical about this movie and i'm a fan
0: yeah the marketing didn't sell it very well people weren't sold on uh whatever guy's name is on as being han solo you know some people when we yeah. saw the movie still weren't sold on them so that kind of depends. And this is, on, you know.
1: yeah and this is like you were saying we every weekend for the past month has been his big giant blockbuster movie right and, and, and now this now like yeah rents do man i could you know i still went and saw solo again but
0: <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to but I but it's like you said the rents do i'm like yeah. Solo, you know, rent and lights, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, Solo's not uh, paying my bills, I, you know.
1: Yeah, I I took in a you know another six dollar matinee just because I wanted to check it out again. But yeah, I mean, so I had yeah, I had a really think-
0: fucked I had a really fucked up thought the other day about that that I was almost happy solo flop, that Solo flopped it's flopping right now because okay because I didn't see Solo again in the theaters. But here's the thing: Anytime a movie flops like this did, that means when it comes out on Blu-ray or DVD, it's cheaper than the other movies. Uh, that's how i got <laughs> yeah. that's how i got justice league jack just leave ten dollars i'm like oh okay, this movie flop okay i could buy it for cheap you know but you look at avengers avengers is the same price not not infinity war not age of Ultron. the first avengers back in 2012 it is the same price it is now that it was back then i'm like when is this shit ever gonna go on sale you know but yeah just league went on sale so i know when solo comes out it's gonna go on sale too like they're just gonna give the shit away <laughs> so yeah, i can watch as many times as i want to then fucked up thing but hey it is what it is um let me see it move past that um numbers 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 with well, number two we have deadpool and the thing is deadpool actually uh was pretty close to solo it was only about what is that six million yeah six million difference it didn't have it actually had a less drop off than it had the week before we also had number three adrift don't know what that is i think it's the boat castaway something yeah yeah, yeah they,
1: they get the boat movie
0: yeah the boat movie any uh, no, titanic yeah something it's some kind of uh adult film young adult movie or something i don't know uh, number four we have adult, Avengers
1: adult film
0: that well, not, yeah not an adult <laughs> adult film you know not, not stormy daniels i mean we're talking young adult you know <laughs> uh number four we have avengers infinity war of course you know uh still down there you know but it's still doing its numbers uh, number five book club. Like I said, the old lady movie. Number six upgrade. Eli, I'm hearing some good things about upgrade.
1: Yeah, I want to see that. I would yeah. like to check that out.
0: They say it's minimal CGI. They saying they pretty. The filmmakers are just pretty much using the tools they have available to just make this just kick ass movie. That just says what they're doing. Uh, number seven, life of the party. Party the uh, Melissa whatever movie. Oh, uh, my Melissa, what the fuck? Yeah something i don't know
1: Melissa mccarthy that i guess yeah.
0: yeah yeah her okay uh number eight we have breaking in the mom movie i guess uh number nine action point and that's johnny knoxville it debuted at number nine oh. Eli, what the hell happened to johnny knoxville
1: uh ever since bam went off the air man
0: i don't know <laughs> i'm just saying and okay rewind rewind time back 10 years ago let's rewind this 10 years ago like, wait, it's kind of late in this decade. Fifteen years ago, <laughs> okay. Johnny Knoxville was the next big thing. Big thing. Like yeah. we were thinking, Johnny Knoxville was going to be the next big star. Like he was gonna, he was just one away from you know breaking breaking out. You know. Pretty much, Dukes yeah. of Hazzard. Dukes of Hazzard. Well, uh, okay, remember the video game Uncharted?
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. That guy is based off Johnny Knoxville. Oh really? Yeah. Because <laughs> they <laughs> he
1: think. He was shooting himself in the crotch with, like, a fucking paintball. Gun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, but you say the same thing about, about Stifler. You thought Stifler was going to be the next big thing coming up. And John was going to be the next big thing coming up. And they just, like, fizzled away. Like, what happened? Like, they didn't even have a bad role to just say, okay, that's why you're not here anymore. It's just like they just went away. I don't know. Uh, number mm-hmm. 10, we have Overboard, the Anna Ferris movie, I guess. I don't know. I just hanging in there so yeah that's the box office nothing really big happened infinity War. let's just look at infinity wars numbers even though they're not really doing anything but uh infinity war right now is at uh 1.9 million so they're trying to see if it's going to hit that 2 billion mark uh let me see right now it's we're in june it'll be in the theaters at least until july and by, by the time july comes out uh, it'll actually be on Blu-ray by the end, either by either end of July or the beginning of August. I can't remember which one, but it's gonna—it's like really, really close. So, and oh wow, it, that's yeah,
1: crazy. Like the summer ain't even over yet, and that—that that was supposed to be the summer movie. Like, <laughs> right? That's the
0: thing, <laughs> and and it feels like the summer is over. Even I know other movies are coming out during the summer, but to me personally, it feels like the summer's over because there's nothing yeah. else I'm interested in seeing. All right, like I said, we're gonna move on to other stuff, but since Ryan brought this up early in a in a conference we had. Eli, what movie are you excited for?
1: Um, well, a couple of horror flicks are coming out. I'm into the Purge movies. That's coming I've out. I've never seen like, a single one. Oh, they're great. They they get better. The first one's okay because it just centers around the one family in the house. Yep. But then they get better. The second one is uh the the city, you know, worldwide city or worldwide citywide. You know, and then the, thir- the third one was all about the fucking election.
0: <laughs> yeah, keep so America great it's, or something. It's,
1: yeah. it's total, like, social commentary. You, it's total, you can totally read that into it. But it's it's cool. I mean, I, I dig those movies. Um, I, I think they're a lot of fun. And they, like I said, each one's better than the last.
0: Now, um, let, let me ask you this. The, the new movie coming out, like I said, I've barely seen it. But the one commercial I did see, is the movie, like, primarily black people? Um, there's a,
1: um, there's a classism sort of theme going on. They, they do talk about a lot, you know, the, 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 classism of, you know, because you have the, the, rich one percenters who basically indulge in the purge. And then you have the people living in the inner city and in the, you know, in poverty that have to protect themselves from the purge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you have... Yeah, there's, there's. In fact, the last one, yeah, had uh, what's his face? Bubba Gump, uh, was one of the main characters. Okay. What's that dude's name Williamson. Uh, was he guys one of the yeah. main?
0: Was he like a, a, a sidekick, like Mike Epps and in, in No,
1: D4? no. Well, he was one of he was one of the uh, one of the main characters because he was he was protecting his store.
0: Okay. You know? Okay.
1: No, he, he had a store that he was protecting from uh, from all the purgers. And then he gets wrapped up into the whole um, – there was a candidate. And she was like a – you know, it, was, it was a total allegory on the election year la, la, last year.
0: Right, and because the, it was like a pre- woman yeah. candidate, president. You know, yeah, and yeah. she
1: was trying to get rid of the – she was voting to get rid of – and she had all the support. So then her the, – the, the candidate running against her decided to have her killed on purge night. And then it turns out – then it basically turns into a whole chase movie where they're trying to protect her and shit. So they're not so much horror. It's more like exploitation, uh, like horror. You know, you know what I mean. I, it's like a word. There's a lot of these movies coming out now, and I don't know what to call them. They're like horror movies, but they're not really, like, like traditional horror. They're more like action horror, like you know, like Green Room about the skinheads, and then you had Don't Breathe, where the guy they break into that blind guy's house, who's like this fucked up dude and shit, and you know, uh. Uh, carnage park about a sniper a slight he's a slasher but he's a sniper so it's like not traditional horror but they, there's like this action exploitation quality to these 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 new i don't know what to call them but i've been noticing them coming out lately and i i think the purge is a part of that category but they're not so much it's not monsters or ghost stories or any of that shit but it, there's a horror element even get out get out had that some sort of it wasn't traditional horror but it had just getting the fuck out of me yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like reality horror I don't know what to call it I mean you know what I mean so but but the purge is a part of that
0: okay so, I, I saw yeah, it. I think but I saw it on on voodoo or uh, iTunes or whatever like they were selling like the entire you know trilogy for a good price so I've always been yeah. I've always been interested in seeing the movie it's just like you know just have not got a wrap up yeah, to it. yeah first,
1: like I said the first one's about this rich white family in their suburb and they're they're under siege at their house and that's okay it's okay. The second one, where it takes place in the city, they're 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 stranded outside in the city. And they're trying to fight their way through the city. That one's better. And of course, the third one was about the election year. And um and this one, I guess, is a prequel. I think the new Yeah, one? they
0: call it the first know. purge. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So um so yeah, I mean I I, I dig them. I'm I'm interested in seeing that. Um, of course, Meg, that big shark movie is another one. I'll probably check because I read the book, even though I'm not a big Jason Statham fan. But uh, I read the book, and I'm okay. I, so this I'll
0: is watch, like a, I, a movie they're trying to take serious, not like Sharknado.
1: Kinda. Well, it's a it's it's a giant shark. It's the Megalodon. <laughs> oh, is
0: that so a real it's like thing? like another
1: Jaws. Yeah. Well, they're not real anymore. They're the old they were extinct. Now they're like prehistoric sharks. These oh, giant
0: okay. See, I didn't. Okay, now you' selling me on it. I didn't know what I thought it was like a yeah. Sharknado type movie, especially with Jason Statham. I thought he's like making fun of. Like action heroes in those type movies, so okay. Yeah,
1: because yeah, it's Jason Statham and he's hard to take seriously, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this is, uh, they actually make a plausible um, scenario for how one of these things could have survived, mm-hmm. you know, the since prehistoric time. And it's been basically sitting in the, was it the Marianic Trench or whatever, that deep trench in the ocean that's so far down, um, and it's been surviving down there because it, the core is down there, and that's where it's he. the The water's warmer down
0: there. Gotcha. And that's but where it gets volcanic, loose. And... Volcanic
1: activity happens, so the, there's like that, that's why you never see any of those fish way down there because they, they it's too because if you go above that, then the ocean's cold. The, the water's cold, so mm-hmm. they stay way down into that dark depth because the the water's warmer towards you know the, the the volcanic core of the earth, and that's how where this thing has been surviving all these millions of years. And but one of them decides to you know come up to the surface and wreak havoc and eat a bunch of people and you know i that's my favorite kind of movie
0: you know okay and, and they it. have a trailer out about that yeah yeah there's a trailer i will i will check that out i haven't Drummond. i've heard of it but it hadn't caught my attention but yeah other than that nothing that really caught my attention movie wise like Ant man of walls yeah whatever incredibles 2 oh, yeah. i'm not seeing that shit <laughs> that's some shit you see at home. I'm not going to the theater to watch a fucking cartoon. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. I don't care who makes it. You know,
1: take your nephew, man. He uh, doesn't care about this. Hop. He
0: really doesn't care about this shit. <laughs> like, we'll have he to take has take a piss for the Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think what else. Uh, now, okay. Jurassic World. Don't give a fuck about them dinosaur movies anymore. They're not gonna make oh, a bunch yeah, of movies about. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's only yeah. one movie I feel like I'm obligated to see. Did I feel like I, I should see? No. Oh, what, Uncle Drew? No, fuck that movie. Uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible. Oh. I feel like I'm oh. obligated to watch the movie. The reason I feel like I'm obligated is because Tom Cruise almost killed himself twice on that movie. So if he's going to risk him, his life for my entertainment, I feel like it's at least worth my time to at least give him $10 of my money. For him, almost killing himself, you know. I feel like I at least do that. Even if the movie fucking sucks. It doesn't matter. Hey, you almost killed yourself, so whatever.
1: Oh, well, I might break your heart right here. I haven't seen a Mission Impossible movie since like, ah, uh, shit, the nineties, maybe.
0: <laughs> okay, oh, okay, okay. Here's the thing. I don't thing. remember
1: the last one I saw.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm not emotionally as invested in the Mission Impossible movies as I am the Fast and Furious movies, even though I think they're they're pretty much the same movie, especially at this point. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't seen Mission Impossible, if you've seen one of them, you've seen them all. You know, the only thing crazy is that Tom Tom Cruise's stunts get more and more insane each movie. That's pretty much it. You know, but other than that, the plot is pretty much the exact same movie. He goes yeah, roll, like, break
1: catch his leg or something, like jumping off a building or for real or some shit. I saw the footage. Well, on some talk well, see, now,
0: now we have to talk about that. We have to talk about that because we're on the comic book bullying. so comic book podcast. We have to talk about that because that actually had a ripple effect. Yes. So he broke his leg or ankle or something like that on the set of mission impossible. So when he did that, uh, they had to stop filming for like a few months or something like that. And of course, you know who else is also in starring in the mission Impossible movie, Henry Cavill.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so even though they had time off from the movie, and Henry Cavill had plenty of time to shave a be, uh, shave his mustache and grow it back because they was they stopped. Back. Yeah, because they had months <laughs> of time when they could. Yeah, they couldn't do anything until his until his leg healed. Paramount still told Warner Brothers, "Fuck you. He can't shave his mustache." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. that's a dick move right there but you know what i can't even get mad at paramount for that i like that's one brother that's your problem that's not my problem <laughs> so wow that's that's insane uh moving past that like i said i got nothing to tell us excited for a minute about that we since we're sticking on dc and that's an awesome segue you just did eli we can stick with this uh freestyling freestyle that's what we do <laughs> everything just works out for itself so patty jenkins on twitter uh, posted a banner, oh, it changed her banner, and her banner says WW84. Now, Eli, what do you think that means?
1: I had to Google it. When you sent me that picture, I'm like, what the fuck? Because you know me. I got a Twitter, but I don't ever
0: really go oh, on it. Oh, I, I didn't <laughs> give you any context. Okay, that Yeah, makes you sense. just sent it to me. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is
1: this? And then I Googled it. Uh, oh, okay. Oh yeah, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> okay, I should have sent you some context when I sent it I, because when I was on Twitter it just saw it made sense if you see Patty Jenkins by it, but I just sent you just a banner and it says so it, you don't know what yeah. the hell it means, you know, it makes sense. So yeah. Okay. I was like,
1: What what would it for? Like,
0: <laughs> <I was> <laughs> it <laughs> sounded out finger on each letter you know. yeah
1: what the so, fuck is, is this some, some video game shit or
0: something <laughs> yeah so for those of you who don't know and be honest with you we don't know we're just assuming but it's pretty much a good assumption that ww 84 probably means wonder woman 84 which is going to be the sequel to wonder Woman, which is wonder woman 2 and the 84 probably means if we were taking an educated guess the movie's going to be set in 1984 you know,
1: because
0: 80s are back, yo. the 80s are back. The, the you totally
1: know. awesome 80s are back.
0: Yeah. So, so that means they're going to have an awesome soundtrack. Hmm. Wonder Woman might have leg warmers. Now, somebody actually brought something interesting to me in the George Perez run in the 80s. Wonder Woman had, had curly hair. You know, curly hair was popular in the 80s. I can't remember what actress had that, but it's popular in the 80s. So, do you think Gal Gadot is going to change her hairstyle in the sequel
1: she's gonna have that big giant kelly lebrock
0: yeah that's what it was exactly they made it like kelly lebrock in the
1: 80s
0: (laughs) they probably won't do that but because it's it's the thing because wonder woman has such a a a strong tone you know it was like world war and it was serious so taking it to the 80s i don't know how they can do that aesthetic because okay because marvel does it and they don't they're not even in the 80s like Thor Ragnarok felt like an 80s movie. You know. Saw, Guardians of, yeah, yeah. yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy felt like an 80s movie. So can Wonder Woman capture that same aesthetic that Marvel has done with their not 80s movies, but that 80s feel, you know? Uh so far I think they've done it because that that uh WW 84 felt 80s. You know, it looks like it's from the 80s, you know. And I wonder it's gonna tie into uh George Orwell's 1984 novel, you know, Big Brother.
1: That's what I was kind of thinking. It's like, yeah.
0: You, you almost have to, even though, let's yeah. be honest, the, the normal audience that goes to these type movies are too dumb to even know what that book is, you know. But you almost have to make a reference to 1984, you know. I mean, especially I mean, in, in the world we live in now, where yeah. everybody's spying on everything. The government is that's... listening to this podcast right now, waiting for us to say some fucked up shit so we can kick our door in.
1: Yeah, and we're in another Cold War.
0: Exactly. And that was totally
1: going on in the eighties, like you know the whole Russia thing. I mean, that we were, there was a Russia threat back in the eighties. You know, mm-hmm. we all we we were about to go nuke to nuke with Russia back then. That was like a, an actual threat, an actual right. fear. And every
0: piece 80s. of propaganda out there in the 80s basically told all of us 80s kids russia is the bad guy russia is the bad guy you know you yeah. watch wrestling it's a russian bad guy you watch yeah. rambo he's mowing down russians you know like that so yeah. we got Rock, it rocky bringing 4. Bring. right rocky <laughs> four you know he destroyed russia in a boxing match you know some shit like that so now it's come full circle and russia is the enemy again you know so i'm this one i'm wondering is wonder woman going to make it topical where even though she's we don't even know who the bad guy is. We don't know if she's going to fight Russians in this movie. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, they could. They they could totally make those parallels, and that would be the smart move.
0: But 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 but. but. Wonder Woman's not American. That is true. So, the Cold War going on, really, what shouldn't affect her. Or I mean, if it did affect her, why would she side with America? Maybe she would side but with was Russia. She,
1: but but then she was. Uh... By the time the 80s rolled around, wasn't she chilling out in Gotham? Or where the fuck was she? She made her way to, or was she in Paris? She was in Paris. Where the fuck she chilling? Yeah,
0: yeah, she was, was in she Paris the entire ch- time. <laughs> she was overseas, yeah. Because the only reason she even came to Gotham was to get that picture back from Lex Luthor. Okay. Cause, yeah, because Lex Luthor was getting footage of her. She was overseas, stuff like that. So, yeah. did we just find a plot hole in a movie that do not even exist yet? <laughs> we care more about the continuity was- of DC than DC does. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're putting way too much time <laughs> you yeah, <to this>. right <laughs> Let's just move past this shit man. <laughs> Oh man Let's talk I can about see the thre- yeah.
1: I can see the threads already <laughs> Yeah, right
0: Obviously you have no idea You've never read a comic book in your life <laughs> Exactly Well, in issue 184 in 1987 Volume 2, you know, whatever uh, Let's talk about your boy Let's talk about your boy, Eli My boy yo boy. Let's talk about the Punisher.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Season two. Let's talk about Punisher season two, uh-huh. and they release a picture of the season two big bad, which is going to be Jigsaw. This is no longer but- uh, Billy the Butte. This is Jigsaw, and I don't know, Eli. Give, give it to me. What, what you what you think about this? That's the sexiest Jigsaw I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah you ever seen beauty and the beast on cw yeah. where the beast was like some male model but he just had like a little bitty scar that you could barely see unless it's in the shadows
1: he had, a, he had a mole on his nose right.
0: <laughs> don't look at me i'm hideous i'm so yeah. ugly <laughs> as he stands in the moonlight with his shirt off you know what you mean? Yeah.
1: yeah abs up yeah his abs have abs
0: and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. the woman's just, like, I love you regardless. I bet you will. <laughs> so yeah, uh-huh. so that's Billy the Butte right there. Especially when Punisher put his face through a grinder, like every single way you can think, his face was mangled. They say and that's what you get. Like you think well, he'd be he a just lot bust- more screwed up than just,
1: that. In that show, he just busted it, what against a mirror. He just b- or through a window. That's all it
0: was in the in the show. Well, yeah, but you he think his face would get even more screwed up than that? You know.
1: Yeah, I mean. <sighs>
0: You know what? We're uh. spoiled. We're spoiled. We're spoiled because the Punisher Warzone gave us the perfect jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up, but it gave us a perfect jigsaw because Punisher took that guy and put his face through, like, broken glass and, like, grinded his face into it. So yeah. when you, you saw the makeup of him, you know, it was like, Okay. That's Jigsaw. He's fucked up. You see why he hates the Punisher. This guy, you like... "Eh, You know, it's almost like Ryan Reynolds. You know, like, Ryan Reynolds is playing Deadpool, but, you know, like, he can get more ass than any of us, you know, even dressed as Deadpool, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's the... My my brother, who's a big Deadpool fan, he had an issue with that. Like, he wished, you know, Deadpool looked more like a zombie. Like, uglier.
0: Right. (laughs) And, you you Uh, know, they didn't didn't want to go that far, you know, because...
1: Yeah. You know but and I get it that it's a TV show and you know the guy probably doesn't want to get made up you know for 4 hours before he has to shoot every day and it's a big budget uh concern I get that but still it's like why are you doing this as a Punisher fan why are you doing this to this character cuz first of all you're they're totally changing what he was in the fucking comics like he's not a mobster anymore he's this CIA dude or whatever the fuck they made him.
0: And they were best and, friends and all. This yeah, stuff. and
1: all this shit and and, and they totally they keep changing him, and now that's that's what they're giving us. He gets like he's got a couple of band aids on his face, you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> it is so. It's
1: just like disappointing, and it's like you know, like the more I think about that season, the more I was like, you know what, I I, I really don't like it. You know, I tried to I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt
0: as a fan. And see, Eli, I think we be only one. Remember now, we're the only ones that shitted on the Punisher season, and yeah, both of us yeah. got shitted on for shitting on it. And that's,
1: and that's the thing is like, I, I, please, somebody tell me what's good about it.
0: Well, see, here, here's my I, thing, Eli. I'm, and no I'm, one's, no one's convinced me. No yeah. one, right? Just, well, it's on Netflix, so it's awesome. Like, not really. And to be honest with you, a lot of these Marvel Netflix shows, honestly, if we take them all as a whole. They're not very good. Yeah. They're, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're,
1: just, uh, I, you know? they're
0: okay. Some of them are bad. But at best, some of them are mediocre. Yeah, you got Daredevil season one and season two. What else you got?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you the first half of uh, Luke Cage and then after that, it just went, went off the rails. I can admit that now. It went off the rails. Everything okay. other than that, it was just like, okay, I'll watch it, I guess. You know. I don't know. And I feel like the same way with punished. like I just watch it. But honestly, I, I it, after I seen be, it, I completely forgot I, I, yeah. about it, you know.
1: Yeah. And I get accused, oh, you just wanted to see bullets and, and action and violence. And they were trying to show you a deeper character. I was like, okay. But <laughs> for, for, for like six episodes, it's like this love triangle between Micro's wife and shit. Like what? It turned into a <laughs> right. Like, like He's trying season. to bang
0: his wife. Wife <laughs> trying to bang him. He's just around the house just fixing <laughs> stuff, you know. <laughs>
1: Why? Why am I? Why? why is Madani's <laughs> in this show? Why? Why do I care about this chick's mom? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's like, who gives a fuck about for like half the season? Like, it no, that's was not what, filler. Oh.
0: That's what the fuck it was. It was filler. Yeah, yeah. And it's like,
1: then they, they go, oh, you, it was just a different version of the Punisher. You know what? I was on board with a Punisher that cried in Daredevil season two. I thought that was awesome. I thought Bernthal. Gave us a side of the Punisher we never seen. And I was on board with that. Now, going into this show, I figured we would see him be, but he quits. He quits being the Punisher. Right. In the season. <laughs> and he's not the Punisher. Well, remember quit- in the first doing- episode,
0: he quit being the Punisher. And he had to be yeah. come Punisher again yeah. because of some bullshit, you know.
1: Yeah, that first five-minute montage where he goes and bows down all these cartels and shit. That's right. what I wanted to see. But he does it all in the first five minutes. Okay, I'm done. I'm gonna go, you know, hammer rocks now at a construction site.
0: Right. Like, like, <laughs> where he kills people there anyway, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and like not, not, and try to be a good guy now. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. That's the Punisher I always want to see—one where he doesn't want to do nothing.
0: <laughs> right. So we're construction And,
1: and a... why is that cool now? Why is that cool? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like I said. Cool.
0: People, people are just it's brain. It's
1: not cool tw- telling me it's cool because it's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's because people just brainwash that if it's on Netflix, it must be good. Netflix lately, I mean, not just Marvel, just period. They've been just dumping just all kind of shit on their network, you know, on their on their platform, and just don't care. It's a whole bunch of comedies and and movies and dramas. You're like, I don't want to see this shit. Cloverfield, that Cloverfield shit they pulled out. What the fuck was that? Yeah, I haven't even watched it. That shit was terrible. <laughs> It was like a regular movie that you feel like they ADR, the name Cloverfield in it to sell it as a Cloverfield movie. It don't have shit to do with Cloverfield. Yeah. And
1: And then we got this. Yeah. So like, you know, after this disappointing Punisher season and then we get the first thing we see is a shitty, disappointing jigsaw. It's like it's going to be more of the same. And I got people saying, oh, what if that's just not his final look? What if it's a flashback and he it's gets not ugly? his final
0: form? Fuck yeah, that shit, man. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> they'll so you will CGI going after, it?
1: Yeah, the Doomsday excuse from BVS or right. Apocalypse from I like X- right. First like, thing, no.
0: they are not going to use any. This is Netflix. They have a shoestring <laughs> budget for this shit. They are not going to use CGI on anybody. That, so cancel that shit. Get that.
1: Yeah, He's like that's it's not no. That's his final form. <laughs> don't get your hopes up high don't try to get my hopes up high because I know this already
0: sucks right <laughs> <laughs> oh man now, yeah, I can't so, wait for uh, to come out so we can shit on it all over again so we can get attacked
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's sad when Jessica Jones is, is harder than the
0: Punisher <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. Uh, yeah, we can move past that. Trying to think, what else we got? Uh, nothing. You know what, Eli? I'm gonna save all my video game shit for next week. The reason I'm saving it for next week is because next week is E3. Okay, I was just matter about of to fact. Say E3. Yeah, matter of fact, that's gonna be a blowout. Just, you know, E3 blowout. We're doing an E3 blowout. I'm letting you know now. now. Okay. So be prepared well, to talk about video games for three hours play, next week. I'll,
1: I'll play a couple games this week.
0: Right. <laughs> We're gonna OD on games, so yeah. Um, oh yeah, one more thing, then we're gonna move on past that. Let, let's talk about this Roseanne bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now <laughs> the reason reason we're gonna talk about the Roseanne bullshit is because we actually like the Roseanne show. We like did. both of us I actually. It. Yeah. And the funny thing about it, like when the the news about Roseanne came out about you know she she called you know a uh, racist slur on on Twitter things like that, and people were saying, well. If anybody liked the Roseanne show to begin with, that just means you were a racist and a pigot to begin with. Like, no, that's not true. Like no. we watched the show. So and the reason yeah. we watched the show, I mean, we we fully know what we were getting to when we watched the show, she was a Trump supporter. She told us that ahead of time before she did it. And I watched the show to see her side of the story, you know, her point of view. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't want to talk to a Trump supporter in real life they yeah, whatever. Uh but hearing on TV when she has playing out thoughts and she arguing against a Hillary supporter like that, and I can hear her points. And then I'm like, okay, I can respect your opinion. You're showing me that you're not batshit crazy. You're showing me that you are a regular person and you work just like I work. I can respect you for that. What does she do? Goes batshit crazy in <laughs> real life. <laughs> So all the hard work you did, you know, to be the voice of a of a who they claim to be the minority, but not the minority, they're the majority. You know, uh, she claims to be their voice, and now she just make them look as dumb as everybody thought they were to begin with. You know, so that's that's really yeah. bad on Roseanne.
1: And it's and it's so because I gave her the benefit of that. I was like, okay, she's a comedian. She talks shit. She's always talks shit. And I'm like, I, I was like, come on, man, you're gay because ever since I, you know, because I didn't know she supported Trump, I and I started watching the show, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, right. wow, she's doing it. Because I used to watch it back in the day, and she never, she always leaned left. You know what I'm saying? Right. She always that well, show. They say this is kind of.
0: With, they say this is kind of recent where she went to the right about like the last ten years or so, like that.
1: Yeah, and it's like she used to always like the show always dealt with social issues and stuff and classism from a working class point of view Mm -hmm. because they were this middle class family and i i it was like it was like archie bunker for the 90s kind of you know and and I, i i was so surprised when i found out like really she's a trump supporter and i was like but but yeah like you said it 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 showed a trump supporter in a new light it it gave you a a a a a perspective on their way of thinking mm-hmm. and to the point where okay they're just trying to get by like me you know mm-hmm. and they're not racist and they're not nazis and like this you know like the, the far left tries to paint them you know the identity politics comes in and you know it's just name calling and branding right you know and it's like she showed them in a new light and i was like wow that's what we need right now we need these conversations we need to cross those division lines and how and 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 basically tolerate each other and accept each other and i thought that show was a good start and then she goes and does this shit.
0: right <laughs> it's like and, and, oh man and see the thing is I, here's the thing like roseanne has always done dumb shit like her entire yeah. career she's always stepped out of line always done stuff that the the network didn't agree with matter of fact they didn't even want to greenlight this show to begin with because they knew. She was gonna do something like this, but they thought, "Okay, we can just make it past this first season. She can be on the best behavior. Somebody can keep her under wraps. It will be okay. We can make it through this." And she ended up yeah. showing them exactly who she was. You know, yeah. So you you almost can't even blame Roseanne. It's like you step into a tiger's uh, den and you get eaten. You don't blame a tiger. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same way with Roseanne she just showed you she was still Roseanne you know but the thing is I feel like they let her get away with murder back in the 90s because network TV was a lot more you know had a lot more bigger following than it does now you had three networks back then when Roseanne was on yeah. TV four if you count you know Fox with Mary with Children shit like that now yeah. it's about a million TV shows and we don't even watch them shits so she doesn't have the same pull she had back 20 years ago so yeah when she does fuck up like this they can be like "Mm, you gotta go we can't deal with you you know especially in this political climate we're in right now you just can't get away with the same shit you did back then
1: yeah it's like yeah you 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 can't top the shit like you used to and and plus they didn't have
0: twitter back then either so
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean i don't want to get too far into it but yeah i mean there's consequences now i mean you can't, you know, it's, it's a public thing now, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, social media was, and I've gotten in trouble for posting stupid shit myself, mm-hmm. you know, now, now it's like, oh, oh, I thought this was just a thing amongst friends, mm-hmm. you know, now it turns out I got a fucking bunch of hundreds of friends that i don't never talked to in real life and mm-hmm. they all can see my shit. That's why, you know, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to talk as much shit as I used to because people who don't know me don't know that I'm fucking joking. Right,
0: um, <laughs> they think you're a terrorist and some shit. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You know, I got I got banned from Facebook for posting about the Redskins because I that said I was racist. <laughs> <laughs> you killed black Tom. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Fuck but, the fucking Redskins. Yeah, you're using hate speech. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but. So
1: so yeah. Oh.
0: I don't know this this thing is. I'm trying to think i lost my train of thought in this roseanne okay so what they're trying to they're trying to circumvent this they're trying to do damage control in this one they're actually trying to continue the show without roseanne yeah i don't <laughs> I, I i think it it won't work i mean her name is on the show roseanne they're saying they're going to try to make the show around what, what was the daughter's name something Sarah or something something like so they're saying they're going to make something. her the focus of the show Something's going to happen to Roseanne. I don't know if she's going to die or whatever. Like, they leave. That's, I don't know, run away or some shit. I don't know. And, yeah, just and put, The last, put,
1: like, one season, like, the Ropers for Three's Company.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen because it's not going to survive because Roseanne was the one that people wanted to see because sometimes yeah. you want to see crazy on TV. That's just what you want to see. You know, you and don't and know what you're going to get from her. So.
1: Yeah, and it's so disappointing because – she did that episode with the Muslim neighbor and stuff, and, and, and she defended the Muslim at the grocery store, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, it was really showing opening up doors, and it's just sad that she had to, like you said, go fucking nuts, go batshit crazy.
0: Yep. And- <laughs> it showed us that she was the same Roseanne she's always been, so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean,
1: so yeah, she was one of, that was the, one of the first shows along with Ellen. Was it Ellen? Or Yeah, with the, where they had gay people on TV and shit. Like, yeah, she had now- gay people gay characters on on back back in the 90s
0: you know? right yeah
1: and, and fighting the network to, to to keep to keep those characters on the show and shit and right so that's it, why it's so disappointing that damn this is how it turns out you
0: now. so i don't know just just cancel the show i mean i feel bad for him because i know a lot of people don't feel bad They're like oh well they'll most of those people find other jobs and they'll be okay yeah like the big names will find jo- john goodman will be okay you know uh roseanne's sister would be okay because they don't know stuff but that doesn't mean every single person on the show it's more than just actors on the show writers stage production gaff boys you know producers
1: sarah gilbert sarah gilbert was on the view or whatever talk show she's right she hasn't acted in years exactly she came back acting just for the show the
0: the part that made her famous exactly (laughs) so yeah everybody won't be okay you just can't say oh because this this uh business went out of business or this store went out of business everybody's gonna be okay no you just can't say that you know because not like they're moving everybody to another location or they're just closing the door and say okay you guys have a nice day and that's it you know that's messed up so i don't know there's this fake rumor going around that fox is gonna say roseanne it's fake news it's not gonna happen the reason that rumor got started because they picked up uh tim allen's show you know, cause Tim, Tim Allen got, uh, his show got canceled from ABC cause of shit. Well, not even some shit he said because they found he was a Trump supporter yeah. and he didn't say anything. Wow. He just said he was a Trump supporter.
1: You know? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, let these motherfuckers have, do, do some art before they get hired by Trump and get put in charge of. Some agency that fucks up the country. Exactly. Yeah, they do less da- they do less damage on these shows.
0: <laughs> exactly. Because if they if they're just focused just with Trump supporters, then I mean they have a louder voice against people that will listen to them. And you don't wanna have a whole bunch of people just listening and doing whatever Roseanne says. You don't want that. Yeah. You know. That's yeah. a that's that definitely Yeah,
1: yeah, you, you had Whitney Cummins, you had Wanda Sykes writing on the show. Yeah. So and it's, it's just sad that we were like i said we were we were closing these division lines that's that, that this country is so divided right now and i felt the show was a good start mm-hmm. at you know opening up those conversations you know for unity
0: exactly because you know? <laughs> that's one of the reasons we have such a hard time because we can't communicate with each other on a you know on yeah. a common level you know
1: yeah i mean you got the far yeah the far left Oh, if you watch Roseanne, you're racist and blah, blah blah blah. And the more none of them even watch the show. They right. just heard she's a Trump supporter and fuck that shit. Right, I watched this that. Is... I, uh, like, you, did you watch the show? <laughs> no, you did not You just you just you're you're using you know you're branding people, you know, because that's all you know how to do, and that's how you vote is by branding shit and memes. Exactly. No research, researching, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, did you see the show? Because it was actually funny and actually dealt with
0: it was actually pretty woke. Right. So I don't understand how people can stay on the Internet all day and not do any research. <laughs> I don't understand.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. The information there. Anyway, can we move past this? Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so now we can actually because we want to get to this earlier. But now we actually talk about the part that pays the bills. We can talk about the uh, comic books that came out this week. And we were way behind account, but luckily we were able to come back in just in time for the books that I wanted to read. Because all the books that came out this week was the shit I wanted to read anyway, except for one, which turned out pretty good. But we'll talk about this one first. Now, first book we're gonna talk about is Watchmen number five. And Eli, I think you read this one also. Yeah. Okay. I think
1: we read most of the same shit, so okay, we could just have a round table
0: or whatever. We we have rounds. Tell you what, Eli, I'm gonna let you give the recap on Watchmen because I want to do the next book myself. I have I have to. I get dibs on the next book
1: uh you want me to do recap the watchman really <laughs> hey,
0: okay, okay okay i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it yeah you can re- okay why don't you just do the recap, So, <laughs> okay i will recap i recap as fast as possible okay so like i said for those that haven't read watchman 5 i'm just give you a recap on it basically what happened is the book opens up Osmandius is in the is in the hospital because he failed 20 stories after trying to assassinate lex luther he, of uh, course, unsuccessfully, and the only thing that happened to him, he found a way to land where he only, like, broke a rib and, you know, got a migraine or some shit like that, so he's fine. He was able to escape the hospital. He grabbed his pet cat that was in the other world, and he grabbed his clothes, stuff like that, and he went off, you know, to uh, to his night owl thing, you know, the, one, the thing the night owl had in there. So, when he gets into the night owl thing, he's ready to fly off, he's thinking that, that uh, w- Warshack is gonna be waiting for him, and he hears a voice, but the voice is actually Batman. Batman's sitting there waiting on him right now, telling him, "Oh yeah, I know everything about you. Uh, your guy Shack left some no standing. So I know everything about your world. I know what you did in your world, how you caused slaughter, fear mongering. You know all this stuff to to, to you know, unite your people, which you actually divided them doing what you did, and actually made things worse than what it was." And you're not going to do that here. I'm going to put a stop to you right now. And I was telling them, oh, you you think I did this on your world? They're not chann—they're not hollering my name to uh, be thrown in jail. They're screaming your name to be thrown in jail, Batman. See, you did all this research on me, and you know everything about me, but I could just look at you for five minutes and know everything I need to know about you. You're one of these costume crime fighters. You play tag with the supervillains all day. You throw them in jail. They come right back out and at the end of the day you don't really do anything you don't improve anything at least look at my world i cured famine i cured health care i stopped nuclear disarmament and even for a period of time i united my people now did everything go wrong for that yes it did but at least i caused a change in my world where you are doing nothing and thinking you're doing something you know so then they get to fighting on the the thing and stuff like that but that being said, we got another story that's going on. Now, there's this guy called Dr. Thunder. Not Dr. Thunder. That's that drink from uh, Walmart. The, the Dr. Pepper knockoff. Johnny Thunder.
1: Johnny Thunder? Johnny
0: Thunder. Yeah. Johnny Thunder. That, that, wait, that's a poor name. I think was, they have a different name. Johnny <laughs> I can't remember his name. Anyway. Is he a
1: boxer? Or is that Joe Thunder? I, don't know. I think it was Rolling
0: <laughs> Thunder that on the video game. Anyway, <laughs> this old guy that was in this, uh, in this old home, he escapes. The reason he escapes because he sees on the news that this place in Pittsburgh called All-American Steel was burned down. And he keeps telling people, I have to get to All-American Steel to get my magic lamp so I can get my genie. If I get my genie, everything will be okay. My friends will come back. And everybody looking crazy like, okay, dude, you're crazy as hell. So he gets on the bus, goes there. And the magic lamp that he finds is actually a Green Lantern lamp, because he's saying, "I'm looking for my my friend Alan." So obviously he's looking for Alan Scott. But Alan Scott. See, I would I would not have caught that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, for those that for those listening right now, the Green Lantern uh, battery that he found belongs to Alan Scott. Alan Scott is the original Golden Age Green Lantern. Uh because somehow that lantern actually burned down the stair figure. They said a green because the, the Green Lantern of the Golden Age doesn't do like constructs or like that. His shit just shoots flames, just shoot green flames, that's all it does. But here's the thing, Eli. The golden age, like Alan Sky and these guys like that, they don't exist in the new fifty two. They've already stabbed them in a completely different world. So how is that Green Lantern here? Even though the other one he hit, he, how is Dr. Thunder or, or Porno Thunder, whatever his name, how is he here? He shouldn't be here either, you know. So that's another mystery that the, the book hasn't unsolved yet, but obviously something's going on with that. Uh, and what's the other story? But Okay, so the other story that's going on, like, it's like three different stories going on right now. So you got, what, what was the name, Eli? Marionette and the the silencer? The main The mind, The, the, the memes?
1: I forget, what are, what are
0: they? Those two clown dudes, whatever. Okay, so they're going around on a killing spree right now because they went into a bar where these guys tried to kill him because they were dressed up like one of Joker's goons. So they went on a killing spree, killing all the Joker's goons, looking for the Joker. They actually end up finding the Joker. And where they find the Joker at is at the Bat-Signal. The reason they find him at the Bat-Signal because and I know why people haven't done this over years and years. When Commissioner Gordon flicked the signal for the bat signal, a riot broke out right at the Gotham PD, and people flood the station and beat the shit out of Commissioner Gordon, and deactivate the bat signal and kick the bat signal off of the uh, off of the the roof, and of course it fell to the ground and like killed a bunch of riders and shit like that. So yeah, so it's a big riot. They're trying to arrest Batman because they're saying that he's behind like a government conspiracy. To create Superman and shit like that or or create metahumans, you know. So they catch Batman when he flies over there and he sees the bat also beat the shit out of him also. And joker before he can get to a fight with these other with the marionette and the meme and the mime or whatever like that he sees batman he's like oh what do we have here so you got batman there uh another story we got going on superman is doing an investigation and lex luther and lois lane doing an investigation on who actually is creating the metahumans for the government because somebody is doing it and the story's got out and they find out two things the one thing is the person that's doing the metahuman experiments is a metahuman two he used to be a member of the justice league so I know I missed a whole bunch of other stories in there, but that's mainly the thing of it. It's a huge story that's going on. A lot of moving parts going on. They threw a whole bunch of other mysteries in there. And Eli, I'm, this story is starting to grow on me now. Even though it's still moving at a, at a snail's pace, it's starting to <laughs> you know, unravel for me. I'm starting to see pieces. One, one thing I liked about it, because you actually have Superman. Well, not even Superman. Was Superman in the book, or was it just Clark Kent? I
1: think, I mean, there was a shot of Superman somewhere.
0: I think we just—he's barely in. I I think it was just Clark Kent. I don't think Superman was in this book. Oh, I no, he was in the book. He uh, because when Lex Luthor and Lois Lane were talking to each other, he was floating above yeah, eavesdropping. Yeah, he was listening, yeah. but he didn't yeah, do yeah, anything. Yeah. So it was mostly just Clark Kent in the book. So Clark Kent and Batman were in the book together instead of one or the other. You had Roy Shack. You had you know uh, Ozymandias and Batman having like a battle of wits and philosophy and shit like that. And that whole. You know, dialogue was interesting. Even though that dialogue has been coming up in these comic books, especially in DC comic books for, like, decades, you know. Even, I think, Frank Miller touched on it in The Dark Knight Returns. And it was definitely in Watchmen. That was, like, the whole point of Watchmen. So, it's, like, nice seeing that, you know, that dialogue keeps coming up. So, like I said, the a slow book. It's not action, action, action. And, but I, I like it. And plus, Gary Frank art is just amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your score? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four point five out of five. Like I said, this this book is still slow paced because I, I still don't know where it's going yet. I think when I step back and see what the see the overall picture and where these puzzles are going, I might give it a higher score, but right now I'm gonna say four point five out of five.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I I think this almost felt more like almost like a number one. I think it sets up a lot more. I get, it brings everybody together mm-hmm. which is what i've been kind of waiting for and it's, it's and that, that's why i said it almost feels like a number one because you haven't seen all these characters sort of interact yet um but yeah there was a lot of these different storylines going on that's why i wanted you to recap it because mm-hmm. i would have a bitch of time to fucking remember all that
0: shit um <laughs> oh yeah we forgot about the the tv show and the tv show that popped up where the guy killed the guy because he was trying to get a sex change and he guy was trying to get money from him and you know that shit so
1: but yeah i think this might have worked a lot better as a trade like reading it all in one sitting because this is because yeah like this is issue five and it still feels like they're still trying to set up things you know what yeah. i mean
0: but, but and, i I, um, I feel it starting to come together a little bit i can kind of yeah, see that's why, yeah,
1: yeah that's why i think this one feels more cohesive as an entry point than the other ones you know because the other ones that just kept giving you these weird little occurrences and like oh what's that and there's this mystery 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 and this one you're starting to see i mean it's still mystery shit
0: yeah but <laughs> oh we have got to talk about black adam yeah, that was actually. Yeah, well, and he, the thing is, the Black Adam thing was actually like a like two pages, but it was like a huge thing that you know is going to be a big deal down the road, you know.
1: And is it like firestorm, like wanted or some shit? That, what, well, he's an investigation
0: because they don't they don't they thinking he might be one of the metahumans that were created by the government. He's saying he's yeah. not, but people are saying that he is, you know. And that's a whole big thing right now because basically Black Adam is saying since the U.S. is starting to hate metahumans, he's saying all metahumans. You can come to my country, and I'm going to give you asylum. So it's almost like he's trying to create his own metahuman army, and Russia has their own metahuman army. So it looks like the world is getting on the verge of World War III. Basically, the DC universe is turning into what the Watchmen universe was, turn, was. And you can see the yeah. parallels between each other. You know?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. and That's why I keep questioning, like, what's the point? Is that all you're doing is turning the DC universe into
0: the Watchmen? That's exactly what what he's doing. It's like he's remaking the story with the Watchmen.
1: Yeah, that's like – I thought there would be some more dynamic because like the – this is the thing. My issue with this this whole story, this whole idea Mm -hmm. of bringing the Watchmen into the DC universe. Like the Watchmen basically was a statement on how superheroes are not really – super or they're not or that there's really no heroes that everyone can be corrupted and in the end of the day that 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 no one's really this like uh what do you you call like all this uh infinite good or whatever that there's there's gonna be corruption no matter what you know You know, because Dr. Manhattan is supposedly like this god figure, but yet he has this – he thinks as a human and stuff like that. So there's always – so the point of the Watchmen is there really is no heroes. And then you have the DC universe, which is all about, you know, heroism. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So I thought there'd be more – but um, but what the book I, is doing, from what my point of view is, is that it's deconstructing these heroes. We see them as heroes, but, I mean, what Ozzy especially when he was dressing down Batman, was showing the stuff you're doing, isn't really heroic. You may think yeah. it is, but from my point of view, you're not being heroic, you know.
1: And that to me, that was just, this, like you said, that's just the same conversation he had with the Joker in Dark Knight Returns.
0: Yeah, you know? and that's the thing, like, no, nothing they're saying in these books right now is stuff we've never heard before. You know, yeah. uh, so, even even in BBS, like like the, uh, Superman's whole point in this book is they're saying like the creation of Superman uh, is making the government want to create more hum- uh, metahumans, you know. And yeah. we've heard this story before that just the fact of Superman existing is creating this ripple effect that actually may be damaging us more than helping us.
1: Yeah. And the quote, you know, God, God exists. And he's American.
0: Right. <laughs> and from from the Dark Knight Returns. And the name of the book. I think the name of this uh issue is what there is no god yeah i, I think it was something yeah. like that so that's where that's where jeff johns gonna to... now the thing is I, I like what jeff johns is doing because yes this is this is out of his wheelhouse writing wise he's known for him writing these summer blockbuster you know these these things you don't really think too much you just hit him with action kinetic energy but i feel like he is stepping out of his wheelhouse. and he's trying to channel Alan Moore, even though he's just saying the yeah. same shit Alan Moore said forty years ago.
1: Yeah, know? he's trying. Like yeah, there's like there's there's a couple of you know, pretentious moments, you know, like the the, the fog of self righteousness and it's the the panel shows like the smoke and, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. because of the riot or whatever. and the, the I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: but now I get away. Right. <laughs> you know, so he's a little or, bit too on the nose, a little too heavy-handed with that. But you Yeah,
1: you're, you're turning this world upside down, and Ozymandias is the panel. He's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. We're making art now. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> and, and see, that's the thing, Eli. I'm giving Jeff Johns an A for effort. <laughs> it's not that it's been very good it's that he's trying just just try that's all i want you to do
1: you know? yeah for me i'd rather just somebody think could you just punch danny
0: you gotta have a Come philosophical Batman, battle him. you know they can Batman, do both they can punch each other and have a philosophical battle you know
1: Yeah, they could have been fighting on the rooftop, (laughs) talking shit the way Deadpool does it. Right.
0: (laughs) Like all these bubbles just beside it. Yeah,
1: I think, you know, I I, I give it like a three out of five. I thought it was okay. I'm still waiting. Like, I'm still waiting for like the big, I guess the blockbuster.
0: (laughs) And I think Jeff Johns is purposely not giving us a blockbuster. He's like, I could do the blockbuster, but I'm not going to do that, you know. This isn't dark side yeah. war no shit like that no this is I'm gonna take my time with this one and you know I I like that like I said Jeff Johns is not Alan Moore he's not
1: oh, yeah I did feel like this was more cohesive than the other issues um, mm-hmm. it might be my favorite issue so far because like I said it's starting it, we're starting to see it come together yeah you know I'm like okay you know. I mean, there's some awesome, like, yeah, the mimes that, you know, going on their killing spree, that was probably my favorite moment. And yeah, yeah it was interesting seeing the banter between Batman and Ozymandias and it was like, yeah, yeah, that, I can dig. Yeah. I, I feel like you say, we heard it all before, but you know, it's still, it's still good to like, you know, see those beats again and those yeah. familiar, cause that's always, that's the that's that's the you know that's the and the maybe goal. there's
0: a comic fan out here that haven't read those old stories with dc if they haven't read those old stories with dc or any alan moore or even frank miller books back in the 80s this stuff will be new to them you know oh i never thought about superheroes that way oh that's an interesting concept even though we've we've heard these concepts before you know so yeah I, I have no problem with them rehashing these concepts because like i said there are new readers out there that haven't heard these concepts and look at these heroes in different ways you know
1: yeah and then the johnny thunder thing i thought that was cool like oh shit or Joe Thunder or whatever his name was. Yeah. was. like I, I was thinking he was gonna be. I was I was thinking he was gonna be like the Scarecrow or somebody. You know, yeah. well, well, see, of Ar- see
0: Johnny Thunder. <laughs> he he's a uh, in the Golden Age. He was more part of the Just Society. Also, his power was he had a genie that granted wishes.
1: Yeah. See, I don't see. I don't know any of that
0: shit. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so he's a thing. So, but
1: yeah, and I was like, oh shit, the Green ladder, like the Green Lantern. Oh yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so so yeah, yeah. obviously just the fact that he even that johnny thunder even exists here means that there's some bigger shit going on you know so yeah. but we, but it's a, it's another mystery we got to see what's going on you know mm-hmm. so oh, we didn't even talk about santa girl there's so much shit went on in this book man that's just, we don't have time to touch everything on it but we'll, we'll talk about this shit later on can we move on to the next book sure now this is a book i want to talk about because this is the book i was excited for i was more excited for this than i was uh matter of fact i'm gonna give Watchmen a four i'm going back to virginia because i had to think i had to compare it like okay this one versus the book i read i'm gonna give it a four you know Because it was cool but this is the book i want to read now we're gonna talk about man of steel number one man of steel number one with brian michael bendis so this is this his first full issue with superman you know so yeah. we're gonna talk about this book real quick and basically what's going on how i'm gonna give you a quick recap it starts off in the past uh and we have roku czar let's call him czar i'm just calling him czar fuck all that shit okay he's having a conference deal before czar yeah I mean, before czar it, it sticks at work so he's on his planet and he's having this conference call the skype call with all all these gods and stuff and there's like one of the guardians of the universe and i guess the old wizard shazam well oh, I, I can't recognize guys anyway he's basically telling him basically telling them all that krypton is a problem krypton is going to all the they've already gone past their own universe i mean their own galaxy and gone to other solar systems and they're trading and bartering with these uh other planets that you know have less than them and it's only a matter of time before the kryptonians seeing that these other planets are beneath them exert their own will and conquer them before they get to that point and they become too powerful we need to stop them and they they basically the council would have like that them, so what do you want to do to stop them I mean, we can't call we can't start a war with them they haven't done anything like no we don't need to do a war cuz if we do a war they're going to be powerful enough they might fight back and actually might beat us no we need to do a cleansing kill every single one of them before they can get to the point where they're more powerful than us and the council looking at him like, uh, no, we can't do that. We can't wipe out the Kryptonians and they haven't even done anything. Let them live in peace. If they wipe their own self out, let them wipe their own self out. But, and then they may even rise to power in the universe and just accept that Roland may be fine. But until the Kryptonians do something, we, our hands are tied and they cut the tech call off and that's it. And you know, he's pissed, but you know, um, because obviously I think he's seen that stuff happen with another race with his, his, uh his planet before. Anyway, present time, we go to Metropolis, and we find the Batman villain, Firefly, is hiding out in Metropolis. Reason he's hiding in Metropolis, because Killer Moth is after him, trying to kill him. So he's feeling like, if I go to Metropolis, I'll be safe. If I go to Gotham, he's going to find me and kill me. And Killer Moth finds him anyway. We open up the book, he's got a gun in his face, and he's like, where's my money? Where's my money? I'm going to kill you right now. And, and Firefly is telling him, calm down, lower your voice. Because if you scream too loud and you keep saying, Where's my money? Where's my money? He is going to hear you. He listens for stuff like that. Like, he who? Oh, him? Oh, no, he's gone. I, I looked on the news. He was flying in Africa something like that. Don't worry. I'm not dumb like these other criminals. So he says that, Bam, Superman snatches both of them up. Just like that. So he's got Firefly in one hand, kill him off in one hand. They're like, Don't drop me. Don't drop me. Batman would do it. You're like, I know he would. I always laugh when he does that stuff, you know. Uh, so. It is. It's funny that Superman takes out two Batman villains in, in one panel, so that might tell you something about the difference between the two. Anyway, he get he listens in, he hears another scream, and he sees this building on fire he like oh yes another building is on fire in Metropolis I don't know if it's uh, something's going on it's faulty wiring they're not passing inspection tests or is it foul play going on but anyway he rescues all the people out of the fire and stuff like that the firefighter tells him Superman this building is getting out of control I can't stop it can you help us out He like sure so Eli he Superman uses a new power I've never seen this power before so oh, he, yeah? Uses, yeah he uses his super Ooh. breath to not blow out the fire he uses his breath to inhale the fire and the smoke because if he blows it out of course you know smoke's going to get out there and you know affect people's lungs my points stuff like that so he inhales the fire into himself and then goes up top and then blows the shit away and stuff like that you know so i thought that was pretty cool i never seen him inhale it like super breath the opposite way which he should be able to do so anyway he goes to the fire afterwards at this all that stuff like that he uses expert vision to see if anything any foul plays going along while he's doing it this firefighter comes out uh it calls herself i'm trying to think her name uh melody moore now here's the thing eli i think you, you you you've read bendis like i've read bendis and you know characters like this when they pop up and they get a whole splash page yourself when they shake the hands of the person you know eventually they're going to be a big deal so pay attention to melody moore she's a firefighter from central city but she's the deputy chief now. And her and Superman kind of flirt back and forth with each other. And she basically tells him, that, yeah, it's arson. You know, I'm telling you right now, so arson, I got a gut feeling about that. And he was like, tell you what, you do some investigation. When you do, I want you to contact uh, my friend, Clark Kent. <laughs> when you get a chance, call him anytime, you know. So it's fine, like, they're flirting back and forth, even though, you know, Superman's a married man, so like that. And she flies off. And, you know, she says some stuff. And she whispers, you like, bye superman and when she says you know he looks back It's like oh damn he's got super here you know she realizes but then she starts smiling herself so she knows that So she's saying superman's you know hearing all this stuff so yeah he's at the daily planet doing the daily planet shit like that he goes back home he goes back home and he have a conversation with lois and he tells him that uh you know I'm i'm missing some parts and stuff but anyway what goes on is that at the end of the book, he's talking to John. He's talking, you know, his little boy, John, he's talking to Lois. And they get some wind blowing through their apartment. And the next thing you know, they disappear in a white light. The end. So where they go, you don't know. Uh, Eli reading this book and rereading this book and seeing some interviews and Bendis, this. I know what's going on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not, not story-wise. I mean, where Bendis' mind is going with this. Okay. The Kryptonians are Jews. (laughs) Seriously, think about it. Think about it. I mean, like I said, this Czar dude, he's Hitler. He's saying he's trying to spread spread fear-mongering to this government that's above him, telling him that the Kryptonians will eventually be a problem. The Kryptonians... (laughs) Are smart, they worship science, and if we let them get too big, they will be more powerful. So we need to cut them down before they get to that point, and that's the point he's trying to make. They are the Jews, and because we all know that Siegel and Schuster were Jews, uh, Dennis is a Jew, and they always saying that Superman is kind of like a representative of a, uh, a fictional Jewish nation, so it, it kind of that you can see where Benis is going with this, okay that's that's my interpretation of it like i said we got to see more stories of the book to see where it goes on but yeah that's it uh what i'm gonna get this book i'm gonna get a 4.5 i'm gonna give this one a 4.5 i'm gonna give watchman a four because this book this this is a very very bendis book you know but i didn't know but now that bendis has got his hands in this one it It feels right for Bendis to be on a Superman book. Like, you think he would make more sense to be on a Batman book. But if he keeps the way he's going with this Superman book, I'm enjoying his Superman run. Because he's he's making these characters interesting. He's making Superman interesting. And it's Melody Moore. I want to see what she has to do. And plus, the book was mostly not about Superman fighting aliens and robots and going in time and shit like that. He was just doing regular shit. Superman's doing regular shit. That's actually my Those are the books I actually favor the most of Superman. He's just helping regular people out in Metropolis. Uh, Metropolis. So that's that's my thing, you know. Um, did I did I miss anything on that? Or,
1: well, I think you got. I mean, yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah, I, I was into it. I'm I'm not the biggest Superman fan, but I, uh, you know, I gave it a world and it seemed interesting. And this new villain, I'll see what he can do. Um, hmm. I'll give it, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a four out of five. I'm I'm gonna check it out. I'm I'm interested in seeing where it goes. It, yeah, I did see like the Bendisy stuff where the guy, you know, you got the center you know, the, the, the splash page with the dude in the center and all the bubbles around him, and,
0: mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> it was very you know, Bendis dialogue. Like, if I didn't know Bendis wrote this book, I would have been like, okay, this is a, either Bendis or a guy trying to be Bendis, you know. So, yeah, that's the best thing Marvel did is fuck up their company to let Bendis get away, you know.
1: <laughs> you know, I thought the art was cool, too, and it's like, yeah, I'll check this out. I'll... I'll Read some Superman for a while, just to, just because I want to see where this goes. You
0: know? Yeah, like I said, so it's, yeah. a, it's a six part uh, issue with Ben. It's coming out every week, so yeah, I'm I'm sticking with the book and kind of see where it goes from there. But I'm like I said, I'm into it. Uh, that being said, he's up, yeah.
1: yeah, he's setting up things with the the flirting with the fireman or firewoman. And
0: uh, I mean, we know. know Superman's not going to cheat on his wife, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think so, we don't know what the hell that, Ben is that, thinking that, of, you know.
1: Got Jonathan in there and. All that shit. Yeah, he's so getting a yeah, growth
0: spurt and his clothes don't fit anymore, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm going to check it out, you know.
0: Just see where the story goes. Okay, so this next one, I guess we can say this is the book of the week. I guess we can say the book of the week. only reason it's the book of the week because it's 80 fucking pages. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, uh,
0: so yeah, yeah. this is Amazing Spider-Man 800. They made 800 yes. of these motherfuckers. I, I didn't realize that. It just snuck up on me out of nowhere. Uh, Because like I said, I haven't read Spider-Man in over a decade, maybe longer than that. I just, I just haven't been into Spider-Man. When that that Clone Saga shit in the 90s, I was done. You know, that that was a wrap for me as far as Spider-Man goes. But now, so I'm jumping into this Spider-Man book. And like I said, we went from the Clone Saga to this, the next book I've read. And I'm just jumping to it and basically, I'm trying to condense this shit down as much as possible. Give me a second, Eli. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Book opens up. Uh, all of the spider friends are fucked up you got silk you got miles morales you got some other spider man i don't know he's probably muslims and shit like that i don't know uh so basically they got fucked up by norman osborne who is not only he's the green goblin he is taking the carnage symbiote into him and become the red goblin so he's green goblin with the symbiote built into him and he's basically telling Spider-Man he's gonna kill us, kill every member of his family, he started with Mary Jane next. So Spider-Man, even though all his t- Spider friends are all fucked up and shit like that, he tells Flash Thompson to, you know, help him out if he can. He goes fly, he he goes on a mission to go do something else, trying to find some anti-venom. He can't find any anti-venom. So he goes to Stark Industry. Reason to go into Stark Industry because that's where Mary Jane works now. She works for Tony Stark. Oh, whoever's in charge of of the Tony Stark's dead. I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with Iron Man either. Anyway, she gets to a fight with uh, Green Goblin. And we're not with Green Goblin. Yeah, with Green Goblin. But she's able to hold him off for a little while. And not only is she able to hold him off, but she actually gets a protector to help her out too. And that protector is Venom. Venom gets a phone call from J. Jonah Jameson to help out Mary Jane because he knows Green Goblin's going to be there. So Red Goblin and Venom are getting to this big fight. Spider-Man shows up. Red Goblin actually kicks both their asses. And then, you know, Boots gets out of there. Venom is telling Spider-Man, don't go after him. Because if you go after him, you're going to get killed. I, on the other hand, was able to hang with him a little bit. But if you're going to go after him, you need some extra backup. So he gets the symbiote suit. And he tells the symbiote suit to attach to Spider-Man. And it's attached to Spider-Man. And bam we got black suit spider-man back again baby he's back back in the 70s back in the 80s just like it was in secret war whatever like that so now he feels all powerful and juiced up and shit like that he's like okay i'm ready to go fight red goblin let's go so he goes on and he goes to aunt may because he knows after mary jane's going after aunt may next you know he's tacking all his friends first he goes to aunt may and but green red goblin isn't even there yet actually his grandson is there with aunt may and he's infected his grandson with the yet also and turned his grandson into, the t- term is called, the Goblin Child. So he's just as crazy as his granddad is right now. So he's trying to kill Aunt May, but Aunt May also has her own protector. And her own protector is Dr. Octopus. Now, for those that don't know the comic book history of this Spider-Man shit, Dr. Octopus actually is either... In, either used to be in love with Aunt May or was probably even engaged to Aunt May or something like that. It's an old 70-60 story something like that. But anyway, he's there to protect yeah. Aunt May to make sure uh, the spawn of Satan doesn't kill her. You know, shit like that. Then Red yeah, Goblin they, shows they did, up. They, uh, yeah. they did get married back in the day. They did get married? Okay, because I, Okay. I didn't know if they actually walked down the aisle or not, you know. Okay. So that happened uh like i said the spawn of satan is trying to kill him then red goblin shows back up then spider-man shows back up he's uh and he tries to kill aunt may but dr octopus jumps in the way and takes all the the red needles before it hits most of aunt may's vital points you know so yeah so she's like go get him spider-man because she pretends like she doesn't know who he is but she know who he is they still doing that song and dance with him like that so he goes after dr octopus catches up with him uh because now he's trying to kill harry osborne the reason he's trying to kill harry osborne he's like said i'm gonna kill all your friends and family even though harry is his own son he's gonna kill him anyway now when he tries to kill harry and liz uh that's when his grandson shakes out of his program with like that he's like wait wait you're you trying to kill my own parents okay granddad you're crazy you know and then he, he, like, he doesn't care. So Red Goblin takes Liz, throw her off a building. He was like, what is with me and throwing blondes off ledges? Oh, well, I guess it's just my thing. You know, Spider-Man shows up in the black suit. He saves Liz. They get into a fight. Harry has his own goblin glider with some lame-ass robots, and they all fight Red Goblin. And he does that old classic move where he stabs the glider in the Red Goblin's chest like it did, you know, in the old Spider-Man books, yeah. like it did in the movie, you know. Doesn't work this time. Doesn't matter. Red Goblin steals crazy as fuck. Uh, Spider-Man throws him off a bitch. They fight. They fight. They fight. Then Flash Thompson shows back up. You know, Flash Thompson is agent, anti, I don't don't read this shit. I don't know.
1: Yeah, anti venom. Whatever
0: the fuck he is. Okay, he shows up. He's the only person that can hurt Red Goblin. So he does some shit, fucks with him. He stops him. He also stops him from uh killing all Spider-Man's family instantly because he left like some needles in their hearts and shit like that. But after he yeah, does he's that, like
1: the, he's got healing powers and shit. He's, he's got he healing heal-
0: powers, but he used all his healing powers to fix all the spider friends and to pick Mary Jane and Aunt Mace. By the time he gets to to Red Goblin, he's all powered out. He's all anti-venom out. He's just flash time some of no legs, you know. And Red Goblin is so pissed that he fucked up all his plans, he Kills Flash Thompson. Yep, yeah. he's dead. And Spider Man gets so pissed that he goes from black suit Spider Man and he turns into full Venom. You like he tells Red Goblin, "I'm gonna eat your brains. We're gonna kill you." You know, if Flash Thompson tells him, "No, you gotta control yourself. You gotta calm down." You know, why with his dying breath, he's telling him to calm down. Don't let the suit take you over because the suit is good because I made it good. You know, and then he passes away. You know, but while he's doing that, uh, Red Goblin it's been not he's knocked red goblin so far he knocks him into times square and this is my favorite part of the book right here he sees this spider-man cosplayer <laughs> <laughs> this part i love right here he sees a spider-man cosplayer and the cosplayer tell him like dude what are you doing here this is my corner i work this corner right here i don't even know what the hell you are oh you don't know what i oh and then not only that they're taking selfies of red goblin in uh, square park also <laughs> so this nap up it's like oh you want to know who i am I'm the guy who kills Spider-Man and puts his hand right through the cosplayer's chest. You know, just kills him instantly. And he was like, and then when he does that, then people stop taking selfies with Red Goblin stars taking off and running stuff like that. Spider-Man shows up and he was like, you know what, Spider-Man? I've had this wrong entire time. I've been trying to kill Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane and Aunt May to get at you. I didn't have to do that because you care about everybody. So all I have to do is just kill everybody. So he got these Goblin bombs and he just start just blowing up shit just everywhere. Just everywhere. And Spider-Man trying to save many people he want to, but he's still killing everybody. And then Red Goblin is is on him and he's just choking the shit out of Spider-Man because he'd be like, even with the black suit, he's still not powerful enough to take over Red Goblin. But he starts to thinking. He outsmarts Red Goblin. He like Red Goblin had Norman Osborn has one specific weakness. So I'm gonna exploit it right now. Cause the fire's not working, Sonic's not working. And he says Red uh, Norman Osborne, Norman, if you kill me right now, it won't be you, it'll be Cletus Cassie they'll give him credit for killing me and you'll be a nobody and he's like oh no no no! i gotta be the one to kill you so he tells the symbiote suit to get away from him and spider-man tells him, send me a suit to get away from him and like okay now it's just me and you norman we're just gonna go at it so they fight again norman still kicks his ass you know he's like even without the suit i'm still green goblin i still got all these green goblin powers i can still whoop your ass uh shit i'm trying to think what happened to that how did he beat him he's like how did he beat him
1: um what did
0: he do uh let's see oh i know what he did i know what he did uh something that blew up something that blew up and it knocked and knocked the norman osborne down for a while but while he was down the symbiote suit was about to attach back to norman osborne right for doing that, when the symbiote suit is, is unattached fire can hurt it so when right when it was about to attach he was able to fry the yeah, symbiote suit. They
1: had, yeah they, they didn't have the weakness like. When they were together they didn't have the weaknesses, but when you separated them two, then their weaknesses were back. Right. And Spider Man beats the shit like the holy shit out of them. Right. Well like yeah, like has a like a cathartic beating down on him
0: because he, he had down, killed all his down. friends killed Gwen Stacy <laughs> yeah. like it was a whole list of people that yeah. were gonna have kill so. so he was yeah. able to like short circuit his brain and some shit like that you know so he was just like an invalid you know stuff like that so then J. Jonah Jameson shows up He like Spider-Man I'm gonna put it into this shit if you're not gonna put it into it I'm pulling. so he pulls a gun out he's like I'm gonna shoot Norman Osborn in the head right now and just end all this shit he pulls the trigger Spider-Man jumps in the way and catches the bullet in the shoulder <laughs> like what the fuck you know and it's J. Joe like why the hell did you do that because that's what i do i save people it's my responsibility even when they're at their lowest and then he says that jj jameson just walks off in shame he realized what he did that he was just trying to kill you know on our man even though he's an evil dude and spider-man just takes him to jail you know he sees norman osborne in jail and he says okay norman what do you know He like I know your secret. I know your secret. Like, your secret is Norman Osborn. <laughs> it was like, okay. And then, So he don't know if Norman Osborn is really lost in the brain, really crazy, or he's just playing and just buying his time. He don't know. But anyway, Norman Osborn is in jail again, you know. And the book ends with Flash's funeral, you know. And Liz tells Peter that, you know, Flash didn't want me to tell you this, but you're his best friend. See, they want you to give the eulogy. So he gives up and gives us, you know, actually pretty good eulogy. telling like, you know, we didn't start off as friends. He was a bully. He used to whoop my ass. You know, he used to throw me in lockers. But at the same time, that's when I learned that all bullies at one time were bullied themselves. And I was able to help him. Even I became a bully at one time myself. You know, so over time, Flash became my best friend too. You know, and it was nice him, him talk about Flash like that. Because in the comics, Flash does become a pretty cool guy, you know, after after they finally get to know each other and stuff like that. So uh, he talks to J. Jonah Jameson at the end. And J. Jonah Jameson, you know, he doesn't even apologize for shooting him. He's like, man, I messed up. And he And Spider-Man trying to, and Peter trying to tell him, like, look, I know you're the lowest point, but look, everybody forgives you what you did. Because obviously he did something to cause all the symbiote bullshit going on right now. And then... Jameson, only thing Jameson says is that they hear a a police siren in the middle of them talking, and Jameson just looks at Peter and says, What you standing around for? Give me some pictures. You know, and then he just smiles and he's like, Okay, sure, boss. And then takes off. So he didn't apologize, but saying that, you know, he apologized. You know. So that's how the book ends, and it's pretty cool. And the book was pretty much, like I said, Everything in this book was pretty much the greatest hits of Spider-Man. Almost everything yeah. in this book was a reference to something else that happened. Uh, yeah. It was almost every major character you know of had a panel popped up somewhere. Uncle Ben had a panel popped up. Gwen Stacy popped up somewhere. Or it was a reference of something that popped up. I would expect the Spider-Man had the black suit on. You know, so the book made a good... You know, even though it didn't have like a parade of Spider Man enemies pop up like that, but just Spider Man references that popped up, it was just a bunch in there. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna give this one a I'll give it a four. Because it did feel like a whole lot of padding. They they did their best to like spread out eighty eighty pages. But I will give them credit. This is the first comic Spider-Man comic book I've read in fifteen years. And I was able to pick it up and know everything that's fucking going on. It wasn't convoluted, it was straight ahead. They gave me like a little thing in the beginning that said, okay, this going, this going, this going, this going. Here's the story. I can deal with it, you know.
1: Okay, well, cool. I mean, I loved it. And the thing is, I've been reading this run for a while. And I've been reading the story leading up to this. Mm -hmm. So this is like the big conclusion for me, the big finale. And I thought it was like totally epic (laughs) because it was so big. But, um, But also... It was just a tribute to spider-man the spider-man character the spider-man myth the spider-man uh you know the, the idea of what he had he is and it was a celebration of all the the, the whole everything about spider-man yeah you see, it had all references to 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 you know older stories and and all the different characters because he ha- he basically has the spider family you know Mm-hmm. And you know all the different different versions of Spider Man. All the sidekicks show up, and and uh, I, I thought there was this really cool part about you know when 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 uh, the 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 Red god or the Green Goblin, the, the Osborns, right? The the family the family infighting chapter, mm-hmm. where it just showed them all like hashing out their differences and how that that whole. You know dysfunction of their family. Yeah, Spider Man was just, gone out
0: the book for a while when that happened, yeah, yeah.
1: It was just, it just focused on them and it just, it just, that, that whole theme of family and, and trying, and how hard it is to, you know, keep family together and stuff like that. And I thought that was a really cool, like, moment, you know, that, it, that that just fed into the whole theme of the book. And it just, yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the clever ways he takes down, like, yeah, how he, he how he took down, uh, Red Goblin and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know separating them and going you know and yeah I, I I just dug on this whole thing and then yeah I give it a four four 4.5 out of 5 yeah I really
0: dug okay. on this story I'm not even gonna lie because yeah. I, I was reading this book and I was like 80 fucking pages A Spider-Man I don't want to read this shit but then about 10 pages in I was like oh fuck I can't put this shit down yeah <laughs> you know I just can't yeah, read like, this shit through the whole time you know
1: and it was broken up into a trap. It was almost like four issues or so, or three issues put together, yep. you know, because it was separated into chapters and stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, like him getting the black suit again, him turning into Venom for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you and know, it was
0: also just, cool because like uh, somebody bit his, his wrist, shooter. I think, was it, was a Goblin? Yeah, Goblin bit his wrist shooters, so he couldn't even swing after yeah. him. So he had to get the black suit in order to go after him.
1: Yeah. And that and how and, you know, and when he raged out and like, no, don't give in to rage, you know. So there's all these little tributes to the Spider-Man lore, the stuff we already know. But it just brought it all into this one story. And like it, it just touched on, like you said, a greatest hits of, of, of Spider-Man. And I, I just dug on it,
0: you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and this and, and, and this is uh, what's his name? Slot's last book.
0: Well, I think the Spider-Man? book after this is last book.
1: Yeah, so he's basically reverted. He reverts the story back to. You know, he he cleans the slate. So the next writer has got a clean slate to work with. You know, Peter Parker's back. You
0: know, Mary Jane's back. Mary Jane's back. Yeah, Mary
1: Jane's back. And, you know, Jonah Jameson's back, you know, yelling at him and shit. So he brought everything back to the beginning. So I thought it was cool. I really dug on
0: it. I don't know. I guess because. You know, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a Spider-Man fan. I don't know. I, I know this. Yeah. I know that's You know the wrong thing to say. Oh, you don't like Spider-Man? You like it? Not really. I mean, here's the thing. When I was twelve, yes, Spider-Man yeah. was my religion. You know, I picked up every single book that was with Spider-Man. But then I started thinking: Did I really like Spider-Man, or did I like Todd McFarlane's art? And I don't <laughs> know which one. I, I I don't know. You know. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, for me, I mean, at some point, I think everybody loves Spider-Man. When you know, as, especially as a little kid, I know yeah. I loved him a lot when I was a little kid. When I first started reading comics, yeah, you know, I, I think Spider-Man was like one of the made me aware of comic books. Is I remember he was in the newspaper, like mm-hmm. the, the the Sunday funny pages. They had that little four-panel strip of Spider-Man in the in, in like the Sunday paper. So I used to read those, and I, I mean, just you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I didn't keep up with them, but every, yeah, I remember reading some Todd McFarlane stuff. But I, I started reading because of, of Homecoming. You know, Homecoming came out, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up some Spider-Man. And I, I started picking up Spider-Man
0: again. Now, it just it started <laughs> getting so convoluted with all these Spider-People popping up and yeah. and all this shit, and, it's and like, Blue Goblin it's like, and it's, Orange it's, Goblin, and I'm like, yeah. I don't it's know. It's
1: like, whatever, you know, uh, you know it's, it's, you know, it's, the, you know, key, yeah, they, they brought him back to, yeah beat him broke and you know struggling because that's what he does i mean spider-man's always in over his head on some shit and you know but yeah I, I was i was reading this last run here and i i was digging on it and so yeah for me this issue is yeah the grand finale <laughs> in more ways than one
0: yeah i mean yeah Don. i mean don dan slot was trying to you know wrap up his spider-man arc so he 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 swung for the fences in his book you you tell us what yeah. he was doing you know he was yeah, bringing it all Alex
1: was, Yeah. Alex Ross doing all the covers for yeah
0: <laughs> exactly so I don't know like I said this is I like Spider Man but Spider Man can get kind of convoluted I don't know it's just like as far as other superheroes go Spider Man is no longer in my top five you know I, I don't know my top five like you 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 know like you know I love Superman like I said I'm still throwing Batman in there you know I got Black Panther in there uh still a Captain America I feel like Captain America is still like a a a layered and deep character but I don't know it's just something about Spider-Man, it just, I don't know, Eli, it just feels juvenile. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He is. Yeah. He was never meant to grow up. And that's the <laughs> thing, and, is, and I yeah. guess that's what it is. I mean, I guess that's why they always make him a teenager, you know, younger than everybody else, because he's supposed to be a younger, a hero for a younger, you know, yeah. and even though all this shit is for kids, to be honest, like Superman yeah. for kids, you know, shit like that, but they just feel like they have more meat to them, you know. Yeah. Tony Stark, Iron Man, when he starts flipping out, like, he feels like he, there's more to him, as a character like you can really dig into him, and you can use them as a metaphor for society and especially like you know uh you know big big business and things like that where spider-man you really don't feel like he can be a, a, a allegory or a mouthpiece for anything major other than i'm just a kid from queens and i just you know i have like
1: adolescence just like it's adolescence it's just you know the growing up growing into your own and finding responsibility that's essentially what it all is. It's a, he's coming at age. He's a coming
0: of age story. I and mean, he's yeah. been coming of yeah, age for thirty I, years, though.
1: Yeah, and I outgrew him. Like I said, I outgrew him. But you know how comic books are—they
0: Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and, I and I can't like, I can't.
1: I can't bash
0: a book. <laughs> I can't bash a superhero because of the kids. You know. Like yeah. you can't. You can't do that. You know. Because that's, that's what this shit is for. You know. You know? I. I just like wish I said, there was then, a right Yeah.
1: Yeah. I watched Homecoming, and I'm like, you know what? I remember how cool Spider-Man. It was a little. Yeah. It was nostalgia. For nostalgia yeah. purposes, I started picking up, you know, Amazing Spider-Man. I started picking up, you know, the Miles Morales stuff again, and just kind of, just you know, you know, filler. You know, I never talked about them. I mean, every every week.
0: Yeah, that's what shocked we... me. Like you never said anything about <laughs> Spider-Man. You know.
1: Yeah, I, they were on. They've been on my cool list every week for the past year, and I just did. <laughs> I just never because they were never my picks of the week. I mean, right. yeah, I read cooler comics, but hey, uh, Spider-Man. You know, it's, it's a fun, you know, little, you know, page turner. You know, and, you know, and like I said, I was following this run, and. It was cool i i really dug on this last book and like it, it really pinpointed it really embodied what spider-man is all about with this issue
0: yeah especially when he jumped in the bulletin from green goblin you know that's something he would do yeah you know yeah, yeah. And not and, not, yeah. not because of green goblin but because of jay jameson he didn't want him to have a you know a murder on his hands
1: yeah and then fucking you know aunt may getting saved by doc Ock, who's like almost looks like he's just like Superior Spider-Man, right? You know, so there's, there's there's all these
0: homages, to, right? And all to, that is that stuff, you know, the yeah. stuff that he was writing. Yeah. Oh, another thing we completely Alchemix, that, that company. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That company was the company in in Spider-Man two thousand ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never read that. <laughs> yeah. That, that, hey, that book was awesome too. So it seems like that's the the start of the Alchemix, where it became from how it became this big, huge corporation that took over the entire you know country and Spider Man 2009 had to stop it, whatever, like that. So they yeah. had a tie into that, so I'm cool with that, you know.
1: Yeah, and Venom, like Eddie Brock Venom. Right. Shows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Eddie and, and gives him the Spider Man, the, the the symbiote, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I was digging was on it, you know. And yeah, it was, I was like, holy shit, this is huge. And then it's all one story, really?
0: Right. I, I thought it was like, going bro- to be like this action comics be like broken and be like, no, this is just one story, you know.
1: Yeah, and it, it worked. It totally worked. It, it was a fucking fucking grandma well. Yeah, it, it pretty much is. It's like a trade. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, it cost as much as a trade. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Ten dollars? Why it's only ten fucking
1: expensive <laughs> man Shit. That's what I was like when when I when I rang up my pull list, I was like, What? That's what the fuck? Oh yeah, that Amazing Spider Man's ten bucks. I'm like, really? And I actually pondered, hmm, do I really want...
0: Exactly. <laughs> like, ah,
1: all right, y'all already rung it up. Fuck
0: okay. <laughs> it. <laughs> like, I could buy an old Justice League trade I hadn't gotten yet, you know, but it all, I'm going to buy one Spider-Man book, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, you got any any more books? Or? I'm, I think I'm, we got I, got I, mean, I,
1: can, I guess I can, I'll do Punisher real quick, just because I love this. Okay, okay, cool, cool, no problem. We, we, we did two, two DC, uh two Marvel. So, this is my uh, Punisher 225. Um, the Punisher. It's it's in the aftermath of uh, Punisher War Machine. He's still running around with the suit. He's using it to to fight crimes and criminals and shit. And the superheroes, all the Avengers, the Marvel heroes, are like, "Oh no, you can't. You, this can't go on. We can't let you do this anymore." So it's basically Punisher War Machine versus the Marvel lineup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Punisher kills the whole universe.
1: And, and he's kicking their ass. He's pretty much just, just it turns into a chase. He there's there's a there's a throwdown where they actually fight, but he you know, he he pretty much, you know, defends himself and then gets away. And then they go searching for him. And they're like, um and, and they can't they can't um find him. Every time every time they show up to to some location, he had just slipped away. And he's basically finding our scientists. Like who can work? Who you know? Who can work on this tech? He's looking for a tech scientist, and he finds some some fucking AIM guys, and he finds that he tells him, "Hey, you you need to take this uh, this um the the, the bug, the nano back tra- the, the, the the tracking off my suit, so the superheroes can't fucking find me." And he does. He he, he takes the tracking off the suit, and the, the superheroes can't find him after that. And then fucking Fury's like, "Where is he? We need a location on Castle. Like we have He's not popping up anywhere. Everywhere we look, he's gone." So then all of a sudden, boom. Punisher shows up at where where uh, to the to the truck to the surveillance truck that Fury's in, and he grabs Fury and he flies him up to the skyscraper. He's like, you know, hey, this can't, you know, we're done here. And uh, Fury's like, no, man, we, we you can't you can't fucking do this anymore. He's like, I lynch that suit to take down that dictator, you know, because that's what it was for. He took down his, like Russian dictator, but you know now that that thing's over, you can't use that suit anymore. You know, it's like why? You know, this is all you're doing. You gave this to me, blah 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 blah. Said, it doesn't work that way anymore, Frank. It's like before when you were just a vigilante running around with guns we looked the other way because you know you were actually making some sort of a difference but now that you got that suit you're crossing a line now <laughs> you know so you 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 can't you can't do that anymore you were you were you were and they make reference to um to uh secret empire
0: you know oh so Hydra went hydra and shit, yeah. yeah you joined hydra like oh like, free wheel too
1: yeah you join hydra and you're wearing uh uh carol danver's boyfriend's armor like she's not gonna let this go no. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like i mean if this was the other way around you would have killed all of us if we were doing the same shit you doing. Mm-hmm. you know he's like i want to fix it he says you know he like, said well then you got to turn yourself in is a because you know um because like, you know you you got to turn yourself in or they're going to kill you and stuff it's like because you know Baron Zemo is after the armor too, and you know the the rest of Hydra are still out there. He's like, he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go find them. He's like no one's gonna talk to you, man. Not with you wearing that suit. You know, no one knows where Hydra is or any of that. They went into hiding after that shit. And he's like, oh, I know, I know where to start. And then he and it shows him flying off, and the last panel is him landing in front of the the CIA building, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it ends. So. So yeah it was it was just fun old you know superhero beat down shit you know everybody after the punisher only he's got the war machine armor so it was fun it was fun i give it a four out of five.
0: Cool, i thought he would have turned the armor back in or ditched it or something like that but it's cool he's still in it so yeah yeah and even though i think Rody's coming back to life but i think he brought him back too before he left marvel so mm-hmm. i don't know we'll, we'll yeah. see we'll see where that goes that's whatever
1: but it was that it was that nice banter between fury and, and punisher as they you know they went back and forth like like you know basically that the morality you know uh uh Debate between now. Between now, now Shield,
0: Shield is just banded right now, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's think just like it, this form of Avengers. Yeah, because Carol Danvers is leading this team. Yeah, it's like yeah, it was like Captain Marvel, Hercules, the Thing was there, Falcon, uh, Spider Man. Oh, that's, that's, that's just there. the
0: Avengers team then. which Spider Man? Just, with, yeah, with Spider-Man, I mean, was, uh, Peter Miles. I think it was Peter. Okay. Sure was Peter. So that's just just the regular yeah. Avengers then. Okay. Cause I yeah, think, Cannonball.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah cause Cannonball, basically like, the whole the whole yeah. Secret
0: Empire shit. Because Captain America used Shield to take over. You know yeah. the United States, so they just abandoned just banned shield all together. You know.
1: Yeah, Luke I, Cage is in there getting some licks, like taking pieces of the armor off.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And he just like blows like these flamethrowers out everybody.
0: <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I'm gonna check this out. So, I'm, I'm wait, I can't wait for that to come on Marvel Limit. I'm just sit down and just absorb that story, to see what you what you're telling about it. So, uh, okay. shoot, any more books we got? Or?
1: I think
0: we got it. I I I'm done. Yeah, we we this is an epic one. I can feel it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that being said, like I said, if you listen this long, uh, definitely like, share, subscribe, uh, tell people about our podcast. You know, listen in. We got a whole bunch of the podcasts we got on this network also, which outright geekery. We have a uh, like I said, our sister podcast, Geek Savs. We have a whole bunch of the podcasts. I'm not for the name right now because I can't remember any of the names right now. But they're there. They're good to them they might have different opinions on the same books we talked about also so that that'd be interesting to see what they say about it Um, shoot that being said this is Leroy this is Eli and we will talk to you guys about E3 next week and same bully time same bully channel
1: Spider-Man Spider-Man does whatever a spider can spins a web any size
0: catches feet just like flies look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radio active blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes the Spider-Man. In
1: the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man,
0: Spider-Man friendly neighborhood Spider-Man Well, and fame he's ignored action is his reward to him life is
1: a great big hang wherever there's a hang you'll find the Spider-Man